Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Better Rivals podcast. This is episode 18. Ah, the Leafs beat the Habs last night. And the game before that, too. And the Colts lost on it OT on Monday, so I think I'm the real winner here. No, that's not how that works. Uh, that's a little just how not how that works. A little bit how it works. No, not how that works. Um, There is so much to talk about today. <laughs> uh, like, we have a full show lined up right now. Uh, we got to talk about easily Austin. like two or three hours if if we really wanted to. We, uh, not, that's not going to happen because it's Mother's Day. So not we're not happen. doing it, but we easily could. <laughs> okay, so uh, Austin Matthews has hit 40 goals. That is a story in itself. The kid is absolutely incredible. It seems like he scores every game. He didn't score last night. It was weird. Yeah. Felt weird. Even as a team playing against him, I'm sure it felt weird for you to watch and go, wow, he didn't score. Strange. No, I mean, they played him really well, and yeah. I, I mean, mean like, low-key, low his last two goals against the Habs have not been... Not that they're, they're not good goals, but they weren't, like, his usual goals, you know what I mean? That's the beauty of Austin Matthews, is he scored in... He's got 40 goals, he scored in 40 different ways. Yeah. Not actually, because he scored... A, you know what I mean, though. Like, yeah. And actually, fact, not a single one of those 40 goals is on, a, on an empty net. Those are, those are all beating goaltenders. <laughs> That's low-key pretty impressive. <laughs> Can't lie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, was, like, I couldn't even think of a chirp there. That's just straight-up impressive. Yeah. Um... Yeah, and do you know what? Mitch Marner, too. What a season that kid is having. Unbelievable. He He's so magic. And we had this conversation last night. You you asked me, to do I think he's... Where, where do I put him in, like, my top ten? And yeah. I said, I probably put him number... What did I say? I said number five, right? You, you, had a, you had him in top five. I have him at, like, kind of like that six, seven, eight. Like, I think there might be a couple other guys that could sneak in, but, like... Honestly, well, I think the big one in our argument was I had Marner over Sid. Yes, you did. I like if if we're doing if we're playing like a one-off game here, and I'm having to pick a team, I'm taking Crosby over Marner every time. You know what I mean? Like that's that's kind of the way I see it based on this season. Mm. Like, obviously, long term, I would obviously pick Marner over Crosby, but if you're you're just offering me a one-off game based on everything we've seen this season, like, yeah, I'd still probably take Crosby over Marner. Well, see, I don't know about that. And the reason I say that is because Mitch Marner actually played some of his best hockey when Austin Matthews was out with his wrist injury. And he really stepped up to lead, like, his line with... He was playing with Tavares, right? And he he put up some numbers with Tavares, too. I'm not saying a lot he's of people a have the misconception that the only reason he's getting so many points is because he's playing with Austin Matthews, and that's simply not the case. Well, I mean, he's... like, and I don't mean this as like an insult. I'm like, it is kind of the case, but that's what happens when you put two good players on a line. Like, they're gonna score points, and like, one is gonna assist the other. That's the way. That's like how you build a team. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> speaking of of points, I I watched it last night. Connor McDavid hit. A hundred. Let's give the kid a round of applause. Come on now. I'm pretty sure we said it in our uh, season preview that we're like, yeah, there's no way anyone fucking hits a hundred. Like, 80 points is going to be tops. Like, what the fuck were we smoking? How that high were we? Like, 
I, I, I just, I got nothing else to say. I said it all last week, man. He's just so good. Like, he's, <laughs> he, I, I, like, I watched that game last night on command. Like, literally, he would, like, you could see it in, in his eyes. I'm did getting not, 100 points tonight. Did he not score, like, 25 seconds into the game? I don't think he... Or did he set it up? Like, 20. No, I think seconds. he did score the first goal. Yeah. Maybe. I actually missed the first one because I was out. I went and got some Subway. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I watched the next three, and they were all apples. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know, actually, what the first one. I missed the first one, but I knew we got a, I got a, he got a point on it because when he scored the second, like, when they when he got the apple on the second one, they, they said point number 90, 98. Yeah. So I was like, okay, beautiful. He already got 97. But, yeah, so it's funny. So I texted you uh, before that game because so you asked if I was going to watch it, and I said, I'm not because I – was done with hockey for the night after the Habs lost. But I said, I want McDavid to hit 100 tonight so he doesn't do it against the Habs, so that's not the story next week. And about, what, 40 minutes later, job done? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, he is absolutely <laughs> ridiculously good, man. Like, just... And dry sidle too, man. Couple... Honestly, a couple identical goals last night. It was wild. Like, a couple power play goals. One was a 5-on-3, one was a 5-on-4. But McDavid just absolutely blistering speed right down Main Street and then dishes it off to Dreisaitl on the side. One clap bomb, top chain. Yeah. Game. Like, like game. Well, it's I think the first one was Dreisaitl's... Pardon? The Dreisaitl's sitting on 79 points, so, like, fuck. Like, he's had well, the first goal was Dreisaitl's 500th career point, and then the next goal was McDavid's 100th of the season. And they had, like, graphics set up for both, so it was just a big celebration over in Edmonton. Yeah. Like, ridiculous, man. Ridiculous. I, I couldn't believe, like, <laughs> just on, on command, he was just me. He's like, yeah, we're going to score right now. Even if I'm not going to score, I'm going to set up somebody so good that they, like, if they miss, they're getting fucking sent to the minors. Like, that's what he does. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, yeah. Just, and like, and to, for me to be able to say, oh, yeah, four points to 100, yeah, he'll get it tonight. Like, I hope he gets it tonight, and, like, knowing he was going to. You know what I mean? Like, that's fucking... There's very few players in the league where you could look at them and be like, oh, yeah, he's just going to go off for a four-point night tonight, you know. There's one right. player in the league where you they, that you can look at and say he's going to go off for four points tonight. There's and one player that you can – like, if he wants to or if he needs to do it, he's going yeah. for four points tonight. Yeah. It's McDavid. Like, if, if that was his last game of the season, you know – honestly, if he needed, like, seven or eight on his last game of the year, I wouldn't put it past him. Like, that's just the level he's at. Like, and nobody else in the league, not Matthews, not Marner, not Crosby, McKinnon, Dreisaitl, none of them. But And see, those would be the next two who I would say could do it would be Matthews or Marner. And actually, specifically Marner. I, I just, and the, again, this is not a shot at him. I just don't think, like, like if seven points, like I could see uh, Mc, or Connor McDavid going off for fucking seven points in a game, in the last game of the season to hit 100 points. Yeah, you know, no, I'm like, not saying he wouldn't do it, but I'm saying Marner, I think, would be the next guy up. I I just don't think Marner has... Like, I don't even know, like, what to describe it as. But, like, I guess, like if Connor McDavid wants seven points, he's going to go get seven points. I just, I don't think anyone else in the league physically can do that. Can just decide, like, nah, I want seven tonight. Fuck it. Yeah, that's that's a fair point. That's a very fair point. Well, 
let's move on to the fact that we absolutely wiped the floor with you a couple right. of games ago. Not last night, the game before. Let's, let's, let's back it all the way up to Monday night. Let me have my moment, Avery. <laughs> Let me have my moment. Okay, you get one. Go. Get two, actually, because Philly didn't know with a great, great fucking tying goal late in the game. Um, but then three on three, Jeff Petrie to Cole Caulfield. Again. I don't know what the fuck your the Leafs players were doing there when Petrie fucking took it into the zone and three of them fucking went to him. I honestly, that was the whole third period comeback that you guys had there. That was very uncharacteristic of this Leafs team to give up. They have not done that much this year. Yeah, yeah, it was, like they haven't done that much at all this year. I was very like, I in in previous years, you know that I've been very very. Every time we have a one or two goal lead going into it, if, hell, we have a four goal lead going into the third period. Sometimes <laughs> I get nervous. Yeah, but this team right. no. Oh. I, this team, no. I haven't been. And that was very uncharacteristic of them. Anyway, well, I, don't, continue. I, don't, I don't think you guys had a particularly bad period. I thought the Canadians had a particularly good period. And, you know. Yeah, you know. no, I know. But usually the Leafs, like, have that foot on the throat. Like, we would have, like, usually we come out and have a great period. Like, you know what I mean? Usually yeah. what it is for us, we go first period, fantastic. All great hockey first period, get up. Second period, usually pretty slow. And then the third period, it's been that foot on your, on the the other team's throat. Like yeah. that's how the team has has been playing. Anyway, sorry. Go. Anyways, so Jeff Petrie puts the puck, and like you know those moments when time like slows down. And I could see Jeff Petrie putting the puck into the open ice. And I knew there was a player coming off the bench, and I was just like, please let it be Cole Caulfield. And then he skates into the frame, and you see number twenty-two, and I was like. Oh, I, I already had my arms up in the air. I was already celebrating. Like, he picked up that puck, one stick handle, fucking ripped it past Campbell. Kid's so got a good shot. So good. And, uh, yeah, ordered a Cole Caulfield jersey uh, about six minutes later, so. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, the kid's so fucking good, Abe. He had a chance earlier in that game on the uh, power play that hit the cross. Oh, where he ringed her off the bar. Absolute piss missile, that shot. And, like, like he got it out of his fucking... Like, it wasn't a great pass to him, but he got it out of his feet and just fucking ripped it. Campbell had no chance on that. If that... He puts that a fucking little bit lower instead of hitting the bar, like... Unbelievable. Well, and here's the thing, too. If you really want to dive deep into that overtime... Oh. John Tavares ripped one off the inside of the post. Yes. And Matthews and Marner missed a 2-0. They, they lost were... complete brain function for 10 seconds. <laughs> like, actually, they lost complete brain function. They went 2-0 and managed to not get a shot on goal. The two most dangerous players <laughs> in the game. Like, by far. Yeah. And they don't even get a shot on a 2 Oh, my God. Just shoot the puck, Mitch. Like, he... The issue is he was looking for another primary assist instead of scoring the overtime winner. Yeah, 100%. I just... <laughs> hey, look, it, it happens. That hurt my soul to watch. Like, so but it's like... realistically, if John Tavares puts that, like, an eighth of an inch more to the right, game over, and if they don't lose complete brain function for... Okay, let's call it five seconds... Yeah. Game over. Yeah, but if if my aunt had a dick and balls, she'd be my uncle. So, like, 
What are you going to do? play that game like <laughs> yeah no i was just playing that game because you were playing the game with the caulfield rip but well i'm just saying he, like he he beats anderson clean on that right like that's not like that's a fucking yeah. piss missile of a shot so is the Tavares piss missile but yeah um so yeah so that was monday night then we can go to wednesday night and i'll i'll, I'll tee off wednesday night as well because kate and primo did not have a great first period and yeah yeah no he got absolutely i was actually listening to that game i didn't get to watch that game but i just watched highlights of it and uh man oh man i was just kind of was at work and i was i was uh i turned her on and just 16 seconds in alex galchenyak scores against his former team beautiful absolutely fantastic not not a great goal for caden primo to be given up honestly none none of the four he gave up were any good but it's it's funny if you take that first period out, you just look at the second and third. It's a very close game. Like it mm-hmm. was a very like like it, you wouldn't have looked at those two periods and said, oh yeah, the score was five two. Like it was a very very close period. And you know, Caden Primo, he's twenty one. It's, it's gonna happen. That's how you fucking become a goalie in this league is you get lit up a couple times. It's you know. Oh, he got lit up, and that Mitch Marner goal. I don't even know which one that one was. <laughs> oh, are you kidding me? He absolutely walked through your entire team and then below the goal line and then put it back in. Came back, yeah. put it I'm, in. That was the fourth one, right? Pardon? Was that the, the third or fourth one? Uh, I don't know. Like I said, I was listening to the game. Yeah, because the, there, there was after the third one, I think I kind of... Not that I stopped watching, but I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're saying. All I know is that Austin Matthews was the only one he scored on Jake Allen. And he absolutely ripped one on Jake Allen, did he not? Uh, was it? Or was that the, the really good tip? Or was that in the, the Monday night game? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, That's I think game. that was in the Monday night game. That was the Austin Matthews where I think he was walking in, if I'm not mistaken, from the left hash mark he was probably at about the like inside left hash mark like of the left circle you know what i mean yeah, yeah. and probably i think he was a little bit above that and he ripped one and like i remember uh jim ralph and joe bowen they didn't know if it went five hole or short side because it was just kind of a blur of a shot yeah because yeah. that's kind of what austin matthews does yeah yeah so yeah. So, so so Wednesday was a rough game for Primo, and, I mean, I'm not going to hold it against the kid. He's 21, playing some of the best players in the world. I'm, I'm not uh, I'm not upset over that. Yeah. I, it's just one of those ones, like... Uh, Pierre Engvall, one of the best players in the world, man. <laughs> and then, yes. And then last night's game, again, I, I don't have much to complain about. It was, it was a really fucking good game. <laughs> it was a great game. Let's let's talk about it, though. Habs go up uh, 2-0, right? Yes. Habs go up 2-0. And I had complete faith in that Leafs team that they were going to turn that around. I'm not going to lie. They had a pretty pretty weak first period. I And it was it was a different kind of game for the Leafs because like I said they usually have that weak second period and, and sandwich that weak second period with a couple good periods but actually this one they they kind of you know they they had a weak first only were down one nothing and then Suzuki scores like what is 30, it with, 
36 seconds. seconds in. Uh, so that's... Jack Campbell has to have that one. Yeah, but he shut her down the rest of the game, my guy. I, I, I'm not saying he didn't, because that was a fucking weak one. Yeah, no, that's a weak <laughs> one, but that's the best part about Jack Campbell. If that happens, you can expect that Jack Campbell after that is going to shut it down. Like, you can expect that Jack Campbell is going to shut it down. And I can't say that about Freddie Anderson even sometimes, man. And I love Freddie. <laughs> Did you see him get scored on 16 seconds into his uh, AHL game? Yeah, yeah, but... And, Kelly Rudy made a great point about this last night on the broadcast. Want to know who else sucks in the AHL? The Marlies' defense. Yeah. Horrible. And you have no control over what those guys are going to do. So. And I, it, it was also a big deflection in front of him, too. I don't think uh, I don't think there was many goalies stuff in that one, so. Yeah. He also gave up four on 38 in that game when he played the full, the full game. Yeah. So he only played the half game in that one that you're talking about. And then he played the full game uh, yesterday, I think. But honestly, man, Jack Campbell's seventeen two and two, man. Like, yeah, you, you, he, he's your number one. It's... Jack Campbell's seventeen two and two. Yeah. That is. What more do you want from him? Like, for for there to be questions about him being game one starter in the playoffs, like, what yeah, more do you want I, from I him? I I don't think that's a question anymore. I think the question is what happens next season. Yeah. Like if if anyone but Jack Campbell starts game one of the playoffs for you, I don't know what the fuck's going on in your organization. Yeah, unless no. he gets hurt, unless he gets hurt in the next fucking two games, like he's your number one. You you have to ride him into the playoffs. You would think, right? Like he is so good. He like like I said, he shut it down last night, and he made some great saves. Fucking rob Josh Anderson in the third. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But like, yeah, last like last night was one of those games like we lost, but it's you know, like it was a good game. I can't, uh, I don't have much complaint about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, not much we can complain about either. I I can complain about, and you know what it ended up with is Leafs are champions of the North Division. So yeah, and rightfully so. I will, uh, I'll give you the floor for a minute if you want to fucking gloat about it and rub it in like uh, you well, earned. Well, we'll talk about it here for a second. We we understand that that does not, like, this is not what we are gunning for. Like, this is step one in a three-step, like, plan here, right? Yeah. Like, step one, win the division. Step two, win the conference or whatever the hell you even call it this year, the, 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 the semis. Yeah. I, I, guess, I guess three, it's still the conference, yeah. Yeah, what I, I, but what are, what is the conference? Like, who do we even play? Like, do we even know who we play in that? Like, oh, yeah, I, I, I think you, I think uh, whoever wins the North Division plays whoever wins uh, the Tampa, whatever they call. The I don't East know Division. I don't. Yeah, East Division. Yeah. Okay. Like, like it's still, it's still that way. I think as far as. Well, I'm I just concerned. wasn't sure because like, who's in? So Edmonton, like Edmonton would be a Western Conference team, right? I just, I just hadn't seen like the layout for the semis. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's how it's running. Okay. Well. Because the. the the states is split up still pretty much by the divisions, like the old divisions. I think. Yeah, I think there's a few mixed matches. Yeah, like but... there's a couple teams that are like, but for the for the most part, it's the same. So I think they just went, fuck it, we'll just call the Canadian division, I think East, and that's it. Yeah. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Anyway, so I 
I think that this is, yeah, exactly what I was saying. Step one, and call it a four-step plans. Win, win the division for the season. Win the division in the playoffs. Win the semis. Win the cup. That is, that, I get it. That is the plan. But yes, I am going to get excited and be happy about the fact that we, we completed step one of that plan. Yeah. Because there were some cold motherfucking takes at the beginning of this season. People were saying that this Leafs team wasn't, wasn't good enough. We hadn't added enough. We didn't do enough to change this. That we were too soft. I don't hear any of that bullshit now. I don't hear any of it. You know why I don't hear any of it? Because we're the best fucking team in Canada. And there is no debating that. No debating that. Not even close. So, your Toronto Maple Leafs are the North Division champions. That is all I have to say. You know, I'm just... I, I just wanted to bring that up because a lot of Leafs Twitter was acting like that was a Stanley Cup victory last night, and... I know that you're you're reasonable. You're not like that. But, yeah. I, I know I it's not the Stanley Cup, but it's also the first division championship that we've won in 21 years, and I am 22 years old. I was I, one I year old. The last team that Wendell Clark's Toronto Maple Leafs won a division. I know. I just... just a lot of Leafs fans, uh, like I said, thought that was a Stanley Cup victory last night. And it's not. It's no. a great accomplishment. Good on them. Best fantastic stop. Fantastic step towards a Stanley Cup victory, yeah. though. Yes. And I cannot wait for these fucking playoffs. I feel bad for the for the Habs because they have to go up against these guys that are fucking firing on all cylinders right now. But if, if we can get some players back in the lineup, that'd be really nice because the Habs have been struggling with injuries for the last two weeks. Yeah, I know, and. I hope you guys get everybody back too, so that when we beat you, there's no debate. Well, yeah, because let me let me just run through the list quick. Because I was a little excited about Cole Caulfield last week, and I didn't even get to bring this up because we've been running without these guys for two weeks now. Carey Price is out with concussion. Shea Weber's out with an upper body injury. Paul Byron's out with an upper body injury. Uh, Philip Deneau is now out with concussion, and uh, Jonathan Duran is out for personal reasons. So, like, I would say those are three out of five of those guys are like our better players like our our top guys and so to be out without them is not great yeah well yeah and come playoff time we're also going to be getting nick felino yeah. uh zach hyman and we will yeah. be getting brendan gallagher back which is fucking we've missed him we've missed him so. yes you guys have missed brandon gallagher he's a key piece to your team yeah 100 percent uh, and one more thing I, I do, I do want to say about last night's game um, before we get into what we're about to get into, which is going to take up some time, ladies and gentlemen. Buckle oh, your seatbelts. the episode. <laughs> okay. Um, I did not like... Remember when I told you that I, I, I didn't want to see another game in which Rasmus Sandin was not playing? And I understand it was for salary cap reasons and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And But... I really did not like watching that game because Rasmus Sandin was like, I did not, like, I, 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 me, I love him being in the lineup. He's so good. He's so much better than any other, like, option. I'm sorry. Like, he could play, I would put him in the top four. Like, he's so good. So it'd be, what would the top four be then? It'd be 
Right. Well, like, I would put him, like, barring, like, if, say, an injury. Our top four is fine the way it is right now. Oh, okay, okay. But, like, if, if injury happens, that happen. would be the guy I'd put in the top four. Like, okay. if, if anybody on the top two was injured, I would put him on the top. I don't know if I'd put him with Muzzin or Hole if either Muzzin or Hole got hurt. Yeah. Just because that's not the right style. But I'd put him with either Riley or Brody had if, if either those guys got hurt. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, 100%. Yeah. I think that would be... I think that would be the the ideal person to put there. Yeah. Just because then they also have that defensive person minded person like in Brody or Riley, both of them can be that like right now Riley's playing more of an offensive role, but he can be that defensive guy too. It's just yeah. right now he's playing with TJ Brody who's playing that defensive yeah. role, you know what I mean? Yeah. TJ Brody frees him up to be more attacking. If he need, if he needs to stay back, he knows he can stay back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But moral of the story, I Rasmus Sandin better be in the fucking lineup for every single playoff game because he is awesome. And don't think he can't play physically because he can. And we know that's what the playoffs brings. And it's going to be that. I think he's going to relish that. I think he's going to love it. Anyway, that's all I have to say about that. All right. So, so can I take the lead on this? Absolutely. All right. Fuck Tom Wilson. Yeah. Fuck George Peros. Fuck the Department of Player Safety. Fuck the NHL. I think that that pretty much covers everyone, right? Fuck the Washington Capitals. Oh yeah, fuck, yeah. Fuck the Capitals too, and fuck their PR team. Fuck them all. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> Monday night, Capitals Rangers. Who's what? Second. Oh wait, wait, wait! I got one more. Oh okay. Fuck the X's cold ass take last night. Oh brutal take. Like, <laughs> get oh, fucking owned by Jennifer Botterill. Yo, she fucking <laughs> made him her bitch last night. Like, she had him on a leash and everything. She was fucking walking around that studio. The best is when, she, when he's talking and she's just sitting there, like, seething, <laughs> like, just ready to go. And Ron McLean's like, Jennifer, you'll get your turn. <laughs> what I will say about Kevin Bieksa in that is... He made his argument without making the the stupid argument of oh everyone wants Tom Wilson on their team he's fucking like great like he made his points in a very mature way you know well, what I mean and he was constructive in his argument yeah yeah so yeah I'll give him props for that but anyways let's back it up to Monday night sorry I just this is a whole fucking <laughs> like so. Just a side note here. Normally, our notes for these podcasts aren't overly detailed because, you know, we just kind of... Free flow is, is better yeah, in my It's opinion. It's very loose what we talk about. Um, but I actually had to sit here and make like detailed notes of exactly what happened so that we don't miss anything because so much has happened since Monday night. So, uh, yeah, Capitals Rangers were playing. I think it was second period. Um... Puck goes uh, on to the Capitals' net. Pavel, Pavel Buchnevich goes to the net hard, because, you know, that's what you do. Tom Wilson uh, slams him face-first into the ice after the whistle and proceeds to start punching him in the back of the head. Uh, so, wait, can I, be, can I play devil's advocate here? Do it. Some people, and actually, if you do watch the footage, it's more of a punch to the shoulder blade. So, I, just in response to that, it, like, does it matter where he punched him when he was 
after he slammed him face first into the ice. Like, well, I mean, I think yes, in this case it does. And it wasn't as like Buchnevich was already down, and what what Wilson did was more hold him down with his stick. Wasn't as much of a slam. Like there there was still some like the slam came later. Yeah, the, the the big slam came later. I'm not talking like fucking Hogan on Andre the Giant here. I'm just talking like it was it was, just, it was a good you know face into the ice, mm-hmm. like on a guy who in that position cannot defend himself. Yes. Um. So yeah, scrum ensues. Guys get involved. Well, everyone gets involved. Um, Artemi Panarin get tries to get Tom Wilson, you know, off of Kuznevich and scrum. Because yeah. he, at this point, let, let's what's happening now is Tom Wilson is p- trying to pull Buchnevich up by the back of his jersey. Yeah. And with his other hand is feeding him punches. Or it, it has, wasn't yet, but the was, assumption it, is that was the intent. Yeah. At yeah, like that, he, that point is when Artemi Panarin jumped on. Now, go ahead, continue. Yeah. So Panarin jumps on his back. Wilson kind of gets himself sorted. Um, and in kind of one, well, I don't want to call it a smooth motion because that's kind of giving him credit for this, but kind of knocks the helmet off of Panarin and, like, throws him to the ice headfirst. It's a very, oh. like... The helmet comes off as... Because what's what happens here yeah. is... Panarin's on top of Wilson, who's at the end of the Butchinevich incident, as Panarin enters, Wilson is on either one knee or two knees, I forget. Yeah. Anyway, so Tom Wilson goes to stand up, and in that process, as he's turning around and going to grab Panarin, yeah, the helmet the comes off. Yeah. They scrum for a little bit. This is the fucking brutal part right here. This is what happens next. After the helmet's off. Tom Wilson grabs him by the top of his head, by his hair, and rips him down to the ice. Yeah. By his hair. Helmetless. Helmetless. And you cannot tell me, like, this is the argument is like, helmetless or not, you can't tell me that in the heat of the moment Tom Wilson knew that his helmet was off. Those are some of the bonehead, cold-ass takes that I've been hearing all week long. You can't tell me that. Because you don't grab a man by his hair if he has a helmet on yeah. and rip him to the ice. And also, once you slam him to the ice, if you realize that he doesn't have a helmet on and what you just did was dangerous and you had any sort of remorse for what you just did, your first reaction isn't to jump on top of that man and sucker bomb him in the face, yeah. which is exactly what Tom Wilson did. So just to quickly finish this up, uh, Tom Wilson gets two roughing penalties and 10-minute misconduct for this, returns into the game, and scores the empty netter. Hockey Twitter, well, the hockey world, implodes. Essentially. Um, Yeah, there were some people who thought it was just a hockey play. (coughs) Some people... Some... Uh, National Hockey League team Twitter accounts who thought it was Tom Wilson getting in the head of everybody yeah. else. Yeah. So, and yeah, did not deem that a dangerous play at all. Yeah, the Capitals PR had an absolute fucking stinker. They uh, put out a graphic of Tom Wilson 
so there's a the meme format running is like it's a picture of something and it's like broken into like segments. So it was like uh, the top segment for Tom Wilson was like just his head. It was like uh, violence. No, it was Stanley Cup champion. Oh. The whole his whole like upper body and like legs was rent free, and then his feet was like twenty goal score or whatever it was. And that that picture was posted with the caption, uh, at Capitals, or no, at Tom Wilson woke up and chose violence today, or something along those lines. About him choosing violence. Absolutely After, brutal take. Yeah, because like, let let's let's be real here. If Panarin's head lands at a fucking like fractionally different angle. Like, we're not talking about Tom Wilson, like, assaulting a guy on the ice. We're talking about him murdering somebody. Yeah. Like, no, straight like, up. I don't know if you guys know this, but the ice isn't very forgiving. Yeah. Like, no, it's rock solid. It's hard as metal. Yeah. Like, that, yeah, you can't, fuck, if you slam a guy's head off that, no bucket, like, yeah, like, you're going to kill him. That's, it's fucking horrific. So, anyways, Tuesday... Uh, the Department of Player Safety fined Tom Wilson 5K, the max allowable uh, under the CBA. No suspension. No further dis- disciplinary actions. George Peros uh, believed that that was a hockey play. And George Peros is a fucking disgrace. That's like the, that's the lightest that I can put it. We've had these discussions... How many times this season, Abe? Like few. Like how? How? How is that a five k fine? How is attempted murder not a suspension? I like. So that's you, what I, that's that's my tagline for the week. How is attempted murder not a suspension? You made a great point that. Uh, a few days prior to that, Matt Barzal of the New York Islanders was fined $3,800 for embellishment. Yeah. And so, like, are we going to say that the difference between embe- the difference between embellishment and you know assaulting two guys on the ice is $1,200? That's that's the difference. Well, and here's the thing: if I'm Artemi Panarin, I have an absolutely sour taste in my mouth that they didn't even mention my name in the 5K fine. They thought what he did to me was totally okay. Yeah, that's the thing. If that's I'm Artemi Panarin. I had nothing to do with slamming Panarin helmetless into the ice. It was only for the Buchnevich incident. I don't understand how the Panarin incident goes undisciplined at all. Yeah. Because well, to me, that is a hundred times more dangerous than what he did to Buchnevich. It's not even close. It's like, to me, to me, the Buchnevich incident isn't even a fine. To me, he punched him in the fucking shoulder blade. Yeah. This is the National Hockey League. They're not, they're grown fucking men. They're not pussies. Like, come on now. And they are, the fucking Artemi Panarin was almost killed, man. Yeah. Like. Yeah, so I, I guess another thing to bring in here Artemi Panarin is done for the year uh, because of that. Okay, that's two games, but. Uh, they, they said it might go into playoffs. They're not in the playoffs. Well, like, like it's the time frame of injury, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, like, like he would be out for whatever. Um, yeah. 
Uh, and it, like, honestly, is it bad that I, when I got the notification saying Tom Wilson, you know, blah, 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 blah. Like, I didn't, it wasn't the full thing, right? When you just read Tom Wilson has been, and then it's cut off, I went, oh, he definitely just got a 5K fine. There's no way he got a suspension for that. Like, is that bad that a guy can nearly fucking kill someone on the ice and him not getting any fucking punishment is, like... Expected? expected? Yeah. Yeah. It's George absolutely Perros. pathetic, man. George Peros is fucking useless. Well, uh, and here's the thing, is the next day, there was so much violence that happened in the NHL. Sidney Crosby fucking slammed Travis Konechny near the ice, man. Shane yep. Goss was fair. Did you see what happened there? Oh, that oh, was fucking... God, that was brutal. And you don't, you can't tell me that part of that happening wasn't the the players going, oh shit, look at this, George is giving us free reign to do whatever the hell we want. Yeah. Sean Avery's take. Sean Avery's take. Is it is it bad that a bunch of ex enforcers had better takes on this than the Department of Player Safety? Because John See, Scott and George Lorac also had fucking fantastic takes on this. John Scott had maybe the most elegant. That's, Video yeah, the most brilliant take, yeah. Yeah. And uh, first of all, John Scott's a Montreal Canadiens legend. Nobody can argue otherwise. I love him regardless. But fantastic take from him. And I do want to just bring this up. You remember the the hit on Brandon Carlo early in the season by Tom Wilson that Carlo was out for two months for? Mm-hmm. Uh George Peros did not want to suspend Tom Wilson for that. He thought that was fine. But Gary Bettman stepped in and said, eh, the optics don't look good. He's getting seven games for that. Like, so that's, that's what you have to realize is George Peros has no intention of punishing players in this league. Zero. None. He doesn't care. Because he's a fucking moron who made his money doing this. And, like... You know... Well, let me say this. I know, like, I follow a lot of, uh, actually, NBA reporters on uh like twitter and stuff yeah, yeah and they were saying like a lot of them were tweeting pictures of george peros like in in fights and saying i was today years old when i learned that this is the guy who runs the national hockey league's department of player safety why like why i i, I know i've said this fucking earlier in the season on the show but you have an inmate running the asylum of course he's gonna fucking not suspend tom wilson for anything because he's sitting there going, oh, yeah, I know exactly what Tom Wilson's, where Tom Wilson's coming from on that. Yeah, of course he'd fucking do all that. Like, and I brought it up fucking however many weeks ago. If Eric Lindros, a player whose career was fucking destroyed by guys like Tom Wilson and George Peros, if he's the Department of Player Safety head, do you think Tom Wilson's getting a 5K fine for that? No. He would have, like, honestly, when I saw that, my first reaction was 50 games. <laughs> yeah, you always err on the side of caution, we'll say. Okay. But you want to know what's going to happen, Eve? Next time there's a fucking big scrum and, like, someone goes to slam someone to the ice, they might have that thought of, you know what? I don't want to get suspended 50 games. Like, because Tom <laughs> Wilson, he does whatever the fuck he wants because <coughs> he knows he's not going to get in trouble for it. He knows, uh, at most, I'll have to pay a fucking fine. And 5K for him, he makes that in less than a game. He's on fucking $5 million, $5.1 million a year. Well, actually, the stats were, based on his contract, 
that's like the average Canadian. That's like you or I having to pay like a $60 fine. Yeah. And I mean, like, if I could fucking beat the living fuck out of somebody and nearly kill them and just be handed a $60 fine, like, I can think of a couple people that I would pay 60 bucks to beat the fuck out of right now. Yup. Like, like, I can think of, like, a hefty list, honestly, now that I'm thinking about it. Um, that I would use, yeah, 60 bucks. <laughs> bucks if I could beat the fuck out of some guys I play fucking men's rec soccer with? Fucking yeah, I would take it. <laughs> but if, you know, but no, I, I know that if I went and beat the fuck out of these guys, oh, I'm looking at, you know, probably big fines and some jail time and a criminal record, like, yeah, I don't want to do that. But if you told me, yeah, 60 bucks, you can beat the fuck out of them, sure. And that's the way Tom Wilson's looking at it. He's looking at it like, oh, I can run around and do whatever the fuck I want, and I'm not gonna get any, I'm not gonna have any significant repercussions. Yep, that's exactly what he's thinking right now, 100%. So Wednesday night, <laughs> um, yeah, the league basically declared open season. That's you know that was the message that was sent to players was. Like why not even just suspend him for that game? Yeah, because they played them the next night, and uh, apparently George Peros was at MSG for that as a. Uh, that's kind of a, like, you know, oh, like, guys, watch out. The head of uh, player safety is in the building tonight. Don't do anything stupid. Literally one second into the game, line brawl. Literally one second. It was awesome. Like, I love a line brawl as much as the next guy, but... It was awesome! <laughs> Look, Come on! Like... I love it, but the reasons why it's happening fucking pisses me off. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, th I think you understand what I'm coming from there, right? Yeah. Like, you know, if, if, if a game gets heated and in the third period, you, ha you start the third period with a line brawl, like, yeah, sure, great, love it. But everyone who knew anything about hockey turned that game on and went, this is going to be a fucking disaster. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, one second in, line brawl. Uh, Tom Wilson's first shift, uh, a New York Rangers player, I think it was Brandon Smith? Brandon Smith absolutely mugs him. Okay, so Brandon Smith skates for probably 40, 50 yards, fucking just starts swinging at the back of Tom Wilson's head, beats the fuck out of him, honestly. I mean, Wilson does put up a good fight, but Smith fucking lands a few at the end. And at the end, Smith lands the one that knocks Wilson's helmet off, and it was an absolute rocket of a punch, man. Like, Oh, yeah, so this is 50 seconds into the game. Um, yeah, the game continues to just escalate from there. Tom Wilson uh, leaves halfway through the first period with a quote-unquote upper body injury. Um... I've heard rumors that Peros and the NHL pulled him from that game. I've heard rumors that the Capitals pulled him from that game. I don't know what's true. He did play their next game, so I'm going to assume he wasn't actually hurt. And I would just assume that he's a massive fucking pussy. Yeah, that's a good assumption. That's basically, you know, he did not expect the Rangers to react like that and fucking beat the fuck out of him. And yeah. Uh... And then later in the game, Pavel Buchnevich gets five in a game for a flying cross-check to uh, someone's face. 
Which was a fair penalty. You can't do that. Five in a game is totally fair. I'm not arguing that one bit. But the, I think the NHL needs to look at itself and go, oh, why is someone who has no prior, you know, disciplinary history, is not a dirty player, is more of a skill player, suddenly throwing flying cross checks at guys' faces? Like, like what, what, what happened? What, what led to that? <laughs> and what led to that is the NHL... Incompetence by the Department of Player Safety, yeah. Honestly, just saying, yeah, like, we're not going to fucking police this. You guys police it yourself. And that's what happens, is guys make stupid fucking plays. So Thursday, uh, the NHL find... Oh, uh, sorry. Did, did we go over the, the Rangers press release on Tuesday? I think we missed that. So on Tuesday, uh, after Tom Wilson was fined 5K, uh, the Rangers put out a statement, and they were fuming fuming and they fucking roasted tom wilson and george perro specifically <coughs> and basically saying that that play was fucking uh garbage garbage extreme like and violent and just like awful and they basically said george Peros is incapable of doing his job yeah they Wait, called them all they, they called for his head yeah they, they basically said that he needs to be fired and they're not wrong there's like it's just it's horrific so on uh, Thursday, they were fined $250,000 by the NHL for that statement. Um, which, so apparently that is 50 times worse than slamming Artemi Panarin's head on the ice. Yep. And then uh, Butinevich was rightfully suspended one game for that cross-check. Yeah, that was... Actually, it wasn't a cross-check because he didn't have both hands on his stick. It was high-sticking. The, the, the intent was there, you know what I mean? Like... It was like a like. It was like it was like it was like if, if you held your stick up to cross check the guy and let go of one of the hands and then yeah, so cr- cross check high stick it's the same. It was a punch with the stick in the hand more or less. Yeah, yeah. So it was it, the, the cross checking motion just with one hand. But anyways, so yeah. he got rightfully a game for that. But yeah, you look at it and is that worse than? slamming our Tommy Panarin headfirst into the ice? I don't think so. I, I, I wouldn't say that. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then actually last night, uh, in the Flyers-Capitals game, somebody ran Tom Wilson and kneed him and took him out of the game. And I'm not going to lie, when I saw that, I was really happy. And my first reaction was, if his leg is broken in half and he never walks again, like, sucks to suck, bud. You deserved it. Yep. And I and I know that's harsh, but like you know he feels no remorse for anything that he did. So why should I why should anyone feel remorse when he's on the other end of it? Well, that was a goofball fucking move. Like the thing that made me hate him the most is like the little celly that he did after all that Oh yeah, like, yeah. Sense. like congratulations, you fucking beat up two hundred and fifty pound Russian guys. Like not exactly the toughest opponents in the world to beat up. And you're yeah, like, and flexing the penalty box on them? Like, you fucking donkey. <laughs> like, honestly, what a fucking loser, man. I like, hate that guy so much. And yeah, you're 100% right. He deserved everything that happened to him last night, intentional or not, little prick. Yeah. Anyway. But yeah, no, like, like, imagine me and you fucking 
dropping into like a peewee game and just fucking bodying kids and then flexing in the penalty box. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, that's basically what he's doing. Because, like, and no offense to Bukiewicz and Panarin, like, they're professional athletes, but, like, the physical end of the game, and, like, that's not their thing at all. No, they, they're... They are, they are high skill guys. Yeah. So, like, congrats congrats that you beat up a bunch of fucking, like, skill guys who probably have, like, seven total penalty minutes combined in their life. Like, you know what I mean? (laughs) Like, congrats that you beat them up. Like, good for you. Go flex in the penalty box, you fucking jackass. Yeah. Yeah, no. Totally. 100% I agree with you, man. Like, you know, it's it's funny that... uh, when Ryan Reeves went at him, Tom Wilson wasn't uh, wasn't doing his flexing celebration last season, eh? No, I didn't see it. No. No, he's a coward, man. Yeah, he's a fucking little bitch. Yeah, like you and Tom Wilson, you want to talk about code too? Like, yeah, you gotta understand that this guy is literally fifty pounds lighter and six inches shorter than me. Yeah. Like, why are you? helmetless or not why are you trying to body slam him and also he's a star in this league like have some like have some respect have just a little bit of respect for your opponent like and i mean so we had the coach talk a couple weeks ago with the edler situation and like yeah i I don't it gets me really really frustrated when i think about this because like I'm, like, trying to put this into, like, proper words without just calling him a fucking cunt. Because that's really what this ends up being. Is, like, any other player in the league, like, if that happened in, like, a Habs-Leafs game, like, there's some respect there. Like, you don't just fucking slam Austin Matthews headfirst into the ice. Yeah, and you don't just slam Cole Caulfield headfirst into the ice. Exactly. And, like, you even see it when guys fight. Like, Like, when there's, like, a, you know, a good knockout punch and a guy's going down... The, like, the guy who threw the punch holds on to the guy's jersey so his head doesn't slam off the ice. Because that's the code. You don't fucking try and kill people on the ice. You know what I mean? Or when you're fighting a guy and he goes down, you stop fucking punching him. Because that's the fucking code. That's the respect that that guy, as a human being, not even as an NHL player, as a human being, deserves, right? 100%. And to just, yeah, to just completely disregard that is just a... It's a fucking piss off. It really is. Yeah, and Tom Wilson's a donkey, and he. I. So let's be clear here. You initially thought 50 games. What did you really want him to have at the end of that? I <laughs> wanted him to be done for the rest of the regular season. That's what I wanted. I thought that would have been fair. See, but I don't think that's fair because there's what, like fucking two, three games left. Well, at that point, I think they had like four or five. Like still, I look at that. And I, I think of other suspensions that have been longer than that, and I go, is that worse? Or, you know, on a similar level. I think I think I would have been happy with 15 to 20, and the NHL ha- would have to say, like, look, we're not going to stand for this bullshit after the whistle. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's the thing, like, one of the bigger things for me is this is all after the whistle. Yeah. It's not a hockey play. It's not a hockey. Like, once the whistle's gone, like, the play is dead. Nothing that happens after the whistles is a hockey play. Well, to be fair, I've given, like, I've punched you in the face after the whistle. Yeah, but, like, again, there's also a difference between, you know, kids with full cages and gloves 
throwing, you know, one or two punches after the whistle and slamming a guy helmetless into the ice headfirst. Like, there, there's a difference. Yeah, I know. And, just, you know, if, if you want to bring that up, when we played, if we dropped our gloves or took our helmets off, we were done for the season. Like, that's just the way our league worked, because there's no fighting in fucking house league. But that's the thing, is in the back of our heads, when we had those scrams, when you punched me in the face, I thought, I'd love to fucking drop my gloves and fucking sucker this kid. But if I do that, I'm done for the season, so I'm not going to do it. Tom Wilson doesn't have that that thing in his head that like that helps him think on that. Like, There's no reference point for him to go, I'm going to get in trouble, so I'm not going to do this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, like, we could have absolutely had fucking, we could have fought at center ice at the fucking SR. But we didn't because we knew we'd get kicked out of the fucking league for it. Actually, shout out, shout out to our boy, uh, our boy Chuck. I, in my last game, I did try and fight him at uh, center ice at the SR, but he had to keep going in the playoffs and I didn't, so he did not fight me. <laughs> yeah, we won, in case you guys were wondering. Yeah. But, yeah. But, but, but you, know, you want to know the reason why Chuck didn't fight me? Because he knew he'd get kicked out of the league for fighting me. And he would not be able to finish the rest of the season with your, your team. You know? Yes. He had that, that thought in his head that went, I'm going to get in trouble if I do this. And that's why I would say 15 to 20. Because then, you know, that Wednesday night game, if Tom Wilson got 15 or 20 games, that game was not starting with a line brawl. Buchnevich is not throwing a fucking cross-check, pie stick, whatever you want to call it. That game is totally fine. There's very little heat in that game because Tom Wilson would not have been playing and suspend, like, the punishment would have been handled. Like, you know. Yeah. And then, you know, we were talking about that Pittsburgh-Philadelphia uh, game. Fucking Crosby slamming a guy's face off the ice. Goss is with a cross-check after a fucking goal's been scored. Like, are you fucking kidding me? That's Bush League. Yeah. Like, that's shit that fucking I did. Yep. Like, just fucking hurt. Like, I don't want to call it horrific, but it's just fucking stupid. But the yeah, NHL fucking called open season, said that everything's fucking legal now, so fuck it. Yeah. Tom Wilson can do whatever the hell he wants. He'll get a 5K fine, like you said, man. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would have said 15 to 20 would have been. Well, I think that's a. You're usually a little rich here. I, I'm. Uh... I'm a little lower. I, I would have liked to see him maybe maybe the rest of the regular season in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Like there has to be some sort of fucking accountability. You can't ca- you can't try to kill a guy. Like you just yeah. can't try to kill a guy on the ice. That's not allowed. It's pretty simple. Actually the rules. No attempted murder. I'm not sure if that's actually written in the rule book, but it fucking should be. Like that's the thing. Like I feel like, like at this point, do you have to fucking specify that? Do you have to make the fucking Tom Wilson rule and go, hey, you can't fucking slam a guy's head off the ice? Yeah. Like. Yeah. It's just it's fucking frustrating, man. There's absolutely like, no doubt that it's frustrating, my guy. If you're listening to this and going, oh come on, like you guys are pussies, that's just hockey, like. You have issues. You have some deep, deep, deep-rooted mental issues if you think that that's hockey. Like, that's... Look, I, I love fucking a big fight, a big hit, you know. I love the physical side of the game. Yeah. I, I thrive in this... I thrive when the Leafs are... When, when I'm watching the physical side of it. I love it, right? Yeah. Like... A hundred percent. Like, 
playoff hockey, you know, fucking 60 hit a night playoff hockey is the best hockey on the planet. Yeah. But there are lines that you cannot cross. And Tom Wilson did not just fucking cross those lines. He fucking Usain Bolt sprinted over those lines and fucking kept going. Yeah. And the Department of Player Safety, instead of trying to reel him in, fucking gave him a kick in the ass and fucking sent him, kept going. Yeah. Brutal stuff. Hmm. I, th- I think I think that I think I'm good on that. That was that was therapeutic, and I've I've been holding this in all week for this moment. I know, I know you have. All right, well let's tee up uh, the remaining scheduled games here. Yeah. So the Leafs, uh, we actually have up until Wednesday off. We play in Ottawa. And then we have the Jets on Friday. So, so Wednesday, Friday? Wednesday, Friday. And then guess what we get to do? Tee up the playoffs! Yes. Yeah, it's the next season, end of the uh, regular season, and uh, some playoff review. The Habs actually have uh, the Oilers tomorrow and Wednesday in Montreal. And then that is it for us. It's looking a lot like it's going to be a Toronto-Montreal playoff series. Uh, I mean, we're only two points back of the Jets. I'm, they have a game in hand, but, I mean, one of them is against you, so I feel like if you guys win that one, like, you know. Who do you guys play again? We got Edmonton twice, and we've got a good record against them this year, so I'm not... Uh, I'm not I'm not super optimistic, but I'm not super pessimistic. Like I think we could definitely get four points out of this, but like You could easily get none too. Yeah, that's the thing. Like it's Yeah. Yeah. yeah like like, <laughs> like it's, it's 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 not like playing, you know, the senators where I went, yeah, we're not gonna win this game. Like we, we can win these games, but we could also lose them. Also, I'm just I've got the uh standings up right now. Um how bad are the Canucks and the Flames that they are now behind the Ottawa Senators? The Senators are fifth in the division. Yeah, I know. That's fucking nuts. That's hilarious. Want to know what else is crazy? Next year's Atlantic. Man. Like, this is these divisions... And, like, how it's looking is why the NHL needs to fucking redo this playoff thing. It needs to go back to the old school way. Where you do the, the three divisional leaders and then just the best five out of the conference. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because the fucking Atlantic division next year is stacked. And there's going to be some fucking good teams missing out on the playoffs because of the playoff format. Like, it is stacked. Tampa, Boston, Toronto, Montreal, Ottawa. Yeah. Uh, Are the Rangers not also in that division? No, they're in the Metro. Oh. Uh, Detroit and Buffalo. That's what I'm missing. No, I was just naming the good guys. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, that's actually a good debate to be had. Ottawa over Detroit next year? Definitely. Definitely? Definitely. 
Detroit over Buffalo next year? That's just fucking two homeless people fucking fighting behind a Denny's. That's that's what happens. <laughs> <laughs> like, straight up, that's what the, that's what those games are. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh, that's fucking funny, man. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, yeah, that division's going to be gross. Yeah, it's going to be a scary division. Definitely. I just can't wait to get back to normal. You know, like, I mean, we could save this more for, like, end of the season when we're talking about it. But, like, I low-key really like the North Division. Oh, like, no, I love the North Division, man. I just... I, 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 do, I miss playing the other teams. Um... Yeah, I miss playing the other teams. I miss watching fans. You know what? I'm not even going to lie. I've, if they fucking cut out that fucking fake crowd noise and just had fucking stadium noise, I'd love it. Because mm. that's what, like, so when I watch soccer, like, on the DAZN app. Let me say, let me ask you this. Like, seriously, like, answer this. How much better would that Caulfield, his first OT winner, would have that that have been had the Bell Center been packed? Oi, I'm not arguing fans versus no fans. That's not a debate. I want fans in the building a billion percent. I'm just saying the fake crowd noise is fucking Sucks. shit. Yeah, it's dog shit. Yeah, so I'm, I'm a tangent a little here. So soccer uh, on the DAZN app, they have with stadium sound, which is just there's no fake crowd noise, or with the fake crowd noise... It's so much better without the fucking fake crowd noise. Like, it's just... It's just... It's not... It's not good. Like, the fake no. crowd is not good. <coughs> England now... They've had... Uh, they've been trialing a few games with some fans in there. In the stadiums. And the first Manchester City game with fans in the stadium, like... Just hearing the fans reacting naturally to the game instead of what whatever they were pumping in was just so much better, like, our fans were fucking, like, chirping the other fans, and, like, that's something you just don't get with fake crowd noise. Yeah. It's just, you know, the the organic reaction to a fucking chance or a goal being scored is just so much, so much better than the fucking fake crowd noise. Yeah. But, I you know, agree. I, I, yeah, I cannot wait to have fucking fans back in the stadium. Yeah, man. I man, uh, it was Jim Ralph on the uh, broad on the radio broadcast said, "If I'm Brandon Shanahan right now, I am saying to Gary Bettman, let me play in, let me play my playoff games in Buffalo. Like, if we come out of the first round, let me play my playoff games in Buffalo, because you can't tell me that there aren't enough Leaf fans that will take that two week quarantine." to go watch them play a playoff series if they make it out of this North Division. Like, I would. <laughs> I think I think that's uh, that's playing with fire a little bit just because of the the border restrictions. You don't know, you only have to cross the border one time. Go to Buffalo and stay there. Yeah, uh, I, I'm not going to condone that. You know, I think <laughs> I, I don't I don't want to get political on this podcast at all. That's the last thing I want. But. The vaccine situation in our province and in our country has not been handled great. Um, you look at there's NBA games where people were getting shots 
as they came into the game. Like, that's, that's what you did. You got a ticket to the game, and you went to the game, you got a shot, and got to watch the game. Like, how are we that far behind? You know what I mean? It's pathetic. It, it, it really is. Because, like, you're looking at fucking... All, the, all these American teams have fucking at least some fans in their stadium. There's something... I know we said we weren't going to get political, but I have to I have to say this. I have to fucking say this. Floor is yours. I know this is not hockey related, but I'm sure anybody listening to this probably also golfs. The fact that we cannot golf in the province that I live in right now in Ontario is the most unfounded non-scientific bullshit garbage that has been implemented in this pandemic. There, out of 20 million rounds of golf played last summer, not a single case of COVID-19 could be traced back to a golf course. You could literally play a round of golf and maintain as much fucking distance as you want from everybody else there. You do not have to come in contact with anybody at a golf course. The fact that we are not allowed to golf in this province is shameful. It's embarrassing. It's brutal. I feel like I live in fucking... I'm not even going to say it. I, I, I just can't. I'm really glad you did it because I knew exactly where you were going with that. I, I just... I can't. I, I, I'm done. I, I'm so done with these restrictions and the stupidity and the like if it made sense i'm all for logic i'm all for logic yeah so like us not being able to play hockey right now makes sense that's fair man it's indoors you're you're right up against guys you're throwing bodies you're at the face off you're two feet away i get it you even we were talking yesterday about going to a basketball court. Like, even if you and I were to play a game of one-on-one basketball, we'd probably get too close. It's, yeah, you know, all that. But why the hell can't people go to a golf course? Like, what, what, what is stopping me and my dad from going and playing around a golf as a two, as, as, as a twosome? Like, what, are, what are the Leafs gonna do after they get swept in the first round? You sit at home. <laughs> I had to go there. I had to. Anyway, that's my two cents. That's yeah. that's as political as I'll ever get on this podcast. Hey, um, couple more things before we go. Uh, the rumor is John Tortorella is done with the Jackets at the end of the season, and he has no intention of retiring. Does any team in the league want him anymore, though? Seattle Kraken. I feel like that's not a great opening coach. Because <laughs> like, I can agree with that. I think I think if you take Vegas as an outlier, if you look at expansion teams and what they can do in their first year, um, I think if you're an expansion team, you you set the bar low. You don't expect much. A lot can go wrong in that year. You're you know, basically picking a team of not great players. Degenerates. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I feel like having 
the strictest coach to have ever coached a game in the National Hockey League. And the guy with the shortest fuse in the National Hockey League as a coach. Uh, in your inaugural season is not a great idea. Because a lot's going to go wrong. And I feel like having a level head behind the bench is probably your better bet. So who do you hire there? I really don't know. I, I Honestly, I don't know who's available right now. Hmm. That's, well, I, that's, time, that's a summer podcast thing. It is. But yeah. But him leaving is a, is a now thing, and yeah, I think that's the right play. I think you need to get someone else in there because they are underperforming, and he is not helping. No, haven't they lost? Like, aren't they like five twenty five and two in their last thirty two games? Um, they're eighteen twenty six and twelve for the year. Like they're they're pretty bad. They uh, to quote you, they are booty cheeks. They are booty cheeks. Yeah, and I mean, it doesn't help when you're benching your best player, <laughs> Max Line. Um, you know, a guy you brought in as an impact player, Max Domi, can't fucking... You're healthy scratching him. Like, you know. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't doing himself any favors there, Torts. No, uh... He absolutely wasn't, but I also think, like, having Torts as his coach is not... Like, has anyone ever said a good thing about Torts being their coach? Like, honestly? I don't know. I, I, I think that coaches like that kind of... I don't know. He's kind of a unicorn, that guy. Like He really is. There, there's no real comparable for John Tortorella. There isn't. He... He will go down in NHL history as one of the most unique coaches to have ever coached a game. Well, and did you hear the chants last night in Columbus? No. They were chanting Tortorella. They were chanting like, Tortorella! Like, and that's the thing, he's a great coach, don't get me wrong, he's got what, two cup rings or one? Uh, I don't know. I know he's got the the 4 Tampa one for sure. Yeah, definitely, and I think that's it. Where else would he have one? I don't know. I just, I I'm gonna have to Google this quick. Cause yeah, he he is you know one of the best coaches of, like, the modern year anyways. You can't argue with him. No, for sure. He's definitely successful, but I think his style is gone. Like, it, yeah. that's not how you communicate with players now and be yep. successful. Like, that worked with Vinny LeCavalier and Marty St. Louis when they won the Stanley Cup. But yeah. I don't think that works with guys like Pierre-Luc Dubois and Patrick Laine, if you know what I mean. Yeah, 100% I know what you mean. Yeah, he only has the one, uh, the one cup. Okay. He's got a so, bunch of conference final losses, though. Yeah, but almost only counts in horseshoes, my friend. Oh, I know. I, I'm I'm not backing up, but I mean, he's uh, he's got a good record of like at least getting his team to playoffs. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. No, I... yeah. His his style is is lost. It's uh, it's it's not the type of style that works in the NHL anymore. 
Yeah, like who was I? Was it I forget who he scratched, but Peter Laviolette earlier this week when he mentioned that he scratched that guy and he was just like, he's hurt, but that's not the only reason he's scratched. And it was just like, yeah, he's hurt, and also I fucking hate <coughs> hate him. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, it's uh, he's he's a real real old school coach, and it's a really really new school league. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyway. I think I've got everything off my chest. Do you have everything off your chest, Catano? Yeah, that was, that was a therapeutic one today. I've been holding a lot of that in for a week. So, uh, yeah, we're good. All right. Sounds good, man. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We will talk to you guys next week.